I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What is the song of the summer? I don't know. I wonder what I th- I think it's um Bloom. I think it's technically Cardi B's I like it, right? That's the song I keep hearing like I like from Bloom cars. by choice of um Which one? Because it's about bottoming. Wait, wait, <laughs> which one? Bloom. Bloom. What's Bloom? By Troye Savon. Oh, I don't I think know. I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. I never know cool songs. I get into songs when they've been on the radio for 6 months and I'm the last person to discover them and all the teens have moved on. I'm diking out, you're diking out Let's dike out together See what it's all about Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out Hi and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast that will never be as gay as Oprah and Gail's new Girls Getaway Cruise. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with award-winning filmmaker and theater artist and actor and director Diane Chen on the topic of gaysians. Her award-winning series, Here We Wait, has garnered 31 nominations, including a win for Diane for Best Supporting Actress at the Brooklyn Webfest and a Best Lead Actress Drama nomination at the IAWTV Awards. Diane, welcome to the podcast. Hello, that's me. That's great. We met at Clexicon and we've been trying to make this happen since. But oh, we finally nice connected. That, yeah. Yeah. 
once I heard her say she was from New York, I was like, I have to wait till the end of the panel. So yeah. <laughs> snag her to be a guest. Um, Didn't I awkwardly look at you in the middle of answering a question and ask you if I knew you? Yeah. Oh, you, you said you were from New York. And then I was like, Woo! and then you're like, oh, are you from New York? Wait, do I know you? Yeah, like, it was maybe. Very, yeah. And then it, the whole panel stopped. It was terribly, <laughs> it was terribly It was done. actually a really big interruption. Yeah, it was <laughs> really, like, really threw off the conversation. Yeah, I really messed up. I'm not allowed back at Klexicon yeah. <laughs> for wooing at the wrong time. Yeah. Was it the Gaijin panel or is it a different panel that I was on? It was the YouTube panel. Ah, and my favorite moment of the YouTube panel was when the other creator was talking about how her video had 8 million views and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't call me out like that. I, was, I felt so bad because no, I didn't want I to mean, make her feel like I didn't think her video would get 8 million. <sighs> That's okay. No. This is safe. You can, you can, I, were you surprised though? Is that why like... Surprised that it was that many views? Well, yeah, because the whole time she was just, and this is a problem with female filmmakers in general, she was just so modest about it. Yeah. Like, that I had no idea. She was like, well, you know, I'm just, like, making these little things, it's, like, so great when, like, people tell me they watch them, like, in the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. then later she was like, yeah, so, like, we're up at 8 million views, and, and I was like, <clears throat> what? Yeah, I would only wear t-shirts that said, my thing Truly. got 8 million views. Thank yeah. you. I would announce it every time I entered a new room. No, that's yeah. <laughs> Like, that's definitely. I high. got eight million views, and they're like, "Ma'am, can you just order? Just order your <laughs> Do you coffee, want the please." Single or the double cheeseburger? Can you just get out, please? Yeah, yeah. She definitely was being modest about it, and was just saying like, "Oh, I didn't see a story that represented my experience, so I got a camera and a couple of lenses, and um, you know, just a little bit of lighting, and and shot this thing, hmm. and then I shot the sequel, and then like later on, like at the end of the panel, she reveals that it's been viewed like millions of times, which also like." It brought up the whole thing about content um, not being able, queer content not being able to get sponsored because Mm -hmm. it gets flagged as being inappropriate and then people don't want their ads on there. So that's especially a a YouTube thing. Yeah. 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 There were like people in the panel audience who had been like, woo, like I've seen it. And I was like, no one's seen my show. That's Um, great. Quickly, back to the intro, oh. I read this today that Oprah and Gail are having yeah, what is this about? Um, <laughs> a cruise, and the theme is the power of friendship, mm-hmm. and it's meant to uh, honor and pay tribute to the special bond between women. Okay. That's and there gay. was no mention of the phrase gal pals <laughs> <laughs> at all, anywhere? That's emblazoned on the side of the boat. Just like gal, <laughs> gal hashtag pals. gal pal. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love that. So it's yeah. essentially an Olivia cruise. Basically, that was my first time. I, I mean, was like, Olivia. Be, what? Of oh, course my you- gosh. <laughs> Diane just, <laughs> just kind of casually flashed her Olivia cruise. What are those things called? Pop the little socket. Pop, pop socket. Oh, that's the things that go on the back of my phone. Totally. I hope I don't have to pay. That's so that, great. It's <laughs> a different theme song. Have that's you, great. Have you been on an Olivia cruise? No, truly a woman th- basically threw this at me at Klexicon and I <gasps> it was just it like swag. It was just swag. That's I a great sort of subtle swag. signaling device like in yeah, public. Yeah, truly you're just on the train and you're just like you're like why don't I <laughs> <laughs> just hold up the phone and see what happens. Yeah, truly just like a 
That's, that's amazing. And there's some old lady that's like, Olivia has a pretty name. And yeah. Googles it and she's like, ooh. Uh, yeah. Like, look at all these Olivia women cruise. being pals. And then she ends up on the cruise. Yeah. And then her gay grandson Ladies writes a night. web series about it, how grandma yeah. ended up on a lesbian cruise. <laughs> that's actually great. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Oh, that's awesome. So it's a crew. It's literally like, a, is it like a one-time thing or like they're launching like their own? Because Oprah would just be like, you know what I want to do? Start a fucking cruise line. <laughs> Here, now, here's my own money. Make it happen. <laughs> it's, it's in partnership with an existing cruise line. I mean, I think even Olivia Cruises, like they take over Carnival cruise ships or something oh, okay. like that. Like, I don't like think lease they have them out own. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think they did an Alaskan cruise last year. But this one, what makes it different is that it's like for gals only. For gals who are pals. Yeah. I love that. Scissoring on the high seas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction. <laughs> When you get on the boat, they check to make sure your fingernails are short enough yeah. to qualify. <laughs> Did you prepare? Truly just complimentary. dental dams everywhere. Yeah. Because we all use dental emery dams, boards. Right? <laughs> Yes, extra dem- dental dams instead of chocolates on the pillows. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. I've never really wanted to go on a cruise, but this one, I mean, I'm until like, now. Yeah, can you imagine just being on a cruise ship with Oprah and Gail? Oh, my God. I can't imagine how like opulent it would be in, just in around, their quarters and being around that kind of like chemistry. Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna I can't capsize tell if you're the being boat. Se- I don't. I can't tell if you're being serious. You think? Oh, oh we're, we're, I'm being serious. We have a working oh. theory that Gail King and Oprah are a couple. I mean, a lot of people do, but like, like it's not yes, exclusively our theory. theory yeah. But yeah. it's a theory to which we subscribe. Right. Yeah, we tried to trademark it, but they're like, nope. Somebody else already trademarked yeah. uh, the Gail Oprah relationship a while ago. <laughs> The ship. Uh, <gasps> it's yeah. a ship. Oh my a god, ship. ship. Oh. Oh Lord. Wow. See, I did it. It works. And Goodbye. I think that's what they're trying to tell. They're trying to oh, tell yeah. us something. Yeah. It's the ship. They're Making validating ship. the ship. Yeah. With the ship. <laughs> wow. Well, we've uncovered well, that great. already. <laughs> and right. we're only five minutes in. So yeah. buckle yeah. up. I think we better <laughs> we need to leave it there. Yeah. That, we just... We're gonna find the Zodiac killer by the end of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to wonder I'd like to know about Bigfoot first. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, here's an update that nobody asked for. I still love my Vitamix. <laughs> I realize I haven't talked about it in a while. I know you haven't. That's We're never going to say about it. Is that the blender? It's it a is. blender. It's a, hand, yeah. it's a tiny. It's not tiny. That's the, that's the bullet. That's the Nutra bullet. Yeah. yeah. The, the bullet's tiny. The, the Vitamix is like what they use in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And you would think that you don't need one in your kitchen, but it's but life altering. What do you put in it? <laughs> There's nothing you can't put in. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. It's like I'm, whatever you want to blend, it will blend. I make smoothies every single day since I bought one, and that's how I get most of my vegetables. And my wife just started making one that's like mostly carrots with like cayenne pepper mm. and a grown up uh, smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My smoothies are essentially dessert if I get them. Like, I, I need say, it is to there be. Spirulina. <laughs> <laughs> I need like mostly fruit, probably some sugar. Probably some chocolate. I basically, okay, uh, it's a milkshake. That's what I want. <laughs> what I want is a chocolate milkshake. That's it. Just put an avocado in it. And yeah, that's, call it, you know, yeah. whatever. I went to a vegan cooking class once because of course I did. And they My tried God. to. You get gayer every time we record this. <laughs> I know. That's truly terrifying. Uh, they tried to trick us into thinking that you could make chocolate mousse with an avocado and cocoa powder. I've heard about this. It just tastes like avocado with cocoa powder. Yeah. It does not uh, taste like chocolate mousse. It's a shame. Yeah. At all. 
It would trick like little Montessori kids probably into thinking that they're eating dessert. Wow, but how no. specific is that? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, like they'd spit that out. Little private school toddlers would probably be like, "Yeah, this is what chocolate is." Oh that's all God, they've ever known. That's too real. That's for true. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like kids are the first ones to pull or call. Kids love calling out bullshit. I'm a yeah. swim. I'm a swim instructor for babies and oh. like little little kiddos up what? on the upper that's west amazing. side. That's amazing. That's literally like my whole deal. Oh my god! Tell us about that. So yeah. like you, what what age like groups are we talking about? Well, we start them at two months actually. Two is, months. Well, they're in the they're, they're in with their parent at that point. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't yeah, just toss them teach, in the deep end. And <laughs> well, they just emerged from like a womb. Yeah. two months ago. It's not that very recent. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, we started with two months. They're just little sacks of squish. And then, um, <laughs> I mean, we, we do teach all the way up to adults, but most of them are, like, kids, especially nowadays in this, like, when it's getting up to summer and parents are just like, oh, no, it's already summer. I'm going to get a month of lessons and then my kids should be able to swim. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly how it works. But But you're right about kids calling out bullshit. Like, the other day I was, he must have been, like, four maybe maybe four and he stepped in the pool and I, he had these uh, little swim trunks on with pineapples on them. And I was like, who's pineapple pants? And I looked <laughs> at him and he goes very seriously, this kid's going to be a lawyer for sure. He goes, these are not pants. They are shorts. Oh, <laughs> You're right. Pineapple shorts just didn't sound. Why am I even explaining? This? Yeah, You're absolutely correct. Like I have no defense. That kid belongs uh-huh. in a writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> just whittling down the details. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. That's and, great. And then he went on. He was like, pants are long. <laughs> <laughs> You're a grown-up are- <laughs> and you don't know this. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't wearing any pants, right. so I guess that he didn't He's like, oh, God, no I one's understood. ever shown her what pants are. Kids, When the kids see me outside of the water, because I'm also a nanny on the Upper West Side, they they act like it's the weirdest thing they've ever mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. If I see we them on the street, and I'm like, inside the pool. hey, and they're like, what the? <gasps> she has legs? And they make these faces. It's so funny. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in a bathing suit around kids because I feel they'd be like, why are there dimples on your legs? Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't see you? them. They're too busy freaking out, blowing bubbles and stuff. That's uh, great. Yeah, keep their heads underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where they belong. Yeah. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> Another quick update for our longtime listeners. Mm-hmm. Our first guest we ever had on the podcast was Sarah Kennedy. And I recently got to partake in her surprise engagement party. <gasps> Yay! She's always fun, a lesbian engagement party. Her uh, girlfriend surprised her with a proposal and then also coordinated her family flying in Whoa. from New Mexico. Both their families flying in from like New Mexico and Texas. So after she proposed, then they went to this bar and like everybody was there. Oh, Holy that's so moly. cool. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that oh, because that's it's a nice story of two lesbians who love Sarah each Kennedy. other. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't They're, know you, but congrats. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine like logistically pulling that off. That yeah. made like I got anxiety just it hearing would take, the rest like, of that story. A producer or a stage manager or some someone. Yeah, organized. I I had anxiety. someone would need a headset for sure. I you had, had anxiety. <laughs> I had anxiety because uh, because her fiance sent a Facebook invite that was like top secret. I'm proposing to Sarah a party. And I'm like, oh, somebody's gonna mess this up. Yeah, Somebody, Facebook yeah. that makes me nervous. Or like Facebook would show it. I don't know. Like I don't yeah, trust yeah. that Facebook is ever secret with anything. I just kind of feel like there'd be one person that was like trying too hard to yeah. throw her off the case that yeah. someone's gonna be like, What <laughs> is Kelly planning something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah, yeah. That was great. So that's a fun little update. Um 
So another, oh, I have a couple of fun updates. So we made these Dyke Out With Me shirts that we're selling on Public. if anybody wants one for Pride or Beyond. And um, my mom texted me the other night and was like, I want one. I'm like, okay, well, order it off the website because we're not physically right. making the shirts. So you just have to order it off the site. And then she told my sister that I suggested she buy them for her friends. And she was like, I can't buy them for my friends. Can you imagine how they would react? I <laughs> never suggested say, it. The shirts I, say dyke out with me. Yeah, they say them. dyke out with me. My, my mom was like very excited about getting it for herself, but then made up this weird story <laughs> that I was peer pressuring. I think she's just like planting the seed that it's my fault for when she starts buying everybody dyke out right, with me shirts. Right. And she's she'll be like, Carolyn suggested it. Yeah. She sounds like a cool mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's pretty cool. Yeah, when she texted me that, uh, we're going to get her on the podcast sometime. Mm-hmm. Next time she comes to New York. Uh, but Cecilia was like, your mom is so cool that she just wants to walk around Buffalo. With oh, man. Buffalo. Buffalo's not going to know what hit him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she will be the only person in the entire city wearing currently wearing a shirt that says the word dyke on it. Like yeah. That makes her immediately like, you're this one person. You're you the, the only lady? person doing this. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. It's gonna be great for her. I ordered dating. mine. I can't wait to wear it for Pride. I hope it. I think it'll arrive in time. But it's uh, it's gonna be pretty great. Yeah, I can't wait. Good, I don't good. usually do tank tops, but I'm doing it. They had different styles. I got a. V-neck. Oh, I didn't even look. See, my mom didn't realize that either, and was also complaining to my sister about crew neck <laughs> about crew necks. And she was like, I don't know why they designed it in a crew neck because for women, it's more flattering to have a V-neck as she was wearing a crew neck shirt. <laughs> oh my god! I personally <laughs> prefer a crew neck. Yeah. That's my desired neck of choice. I don't know. My sister snitches out my mom to me all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, do they call a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> Does your mom call a meeting with your sister and then your sister has to call a meeting with you? Yeah. We're, we're very tight. The communication yeah. channel is, is kind of similar to my family. My sister will tell my mom something and my mom will tell me and then like she sort of just plays telephone between the two of us because we don't talk about anything like serious, my sister and I. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. The information, some of it gets lost in translation, I think. But I don't know. It just—it's kind of like it's like a game of telephone. It's—it's it's always fun. I'm like, did Jenny say that? Is she full of shit? Yeah, my sister, not my mom. But yeah, you have to. Uh, what is it? Trust but verify. Yeah, yeah. Saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. The other thing my sister will do is she'll be like, maybe don't call mom today. Yeah, and I'll say why, and she's like. The snowplow guy messed up her driveway. I'm like, oh yeah, you're gonna Please, hear it. Thank if you, you call. for saving me half an hour of that story and oh every, my god, every tiny detail <laughs> that she was gonna tell me. Moms uh, are great. So I posted on Facebook to promote our um, two episodes ago. We did sex with dudes, mm-hmm. and well, I, we didn't do sex with dudes. We didn't we do had sex an with episode dudes. We had called a, sex with yes. dudes. Excited. Thank you for there clarifying. There was no doing sex. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't do sex on the podcast yet. Uh, <laughs> the table's too small. Someday we're gonna run yeah, out of the topics. table's too small. <laughs> uh, and uh, I wrote something that mentioned that we're talking about sex with dudes, and you know, uh, what do the co-hosts know because mm-hmm. we're both gold star lesbians. What? And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. This is a very inexperienced room. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to really trust our guest on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a real, <laughs> it was a real, it was a, it was a Hail Mary. We we're like, oh, please know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> please do, know a lot about sex with dudes because we don't. Hours worth of sex with dudes, please. Yeah. 
She could have been making up all sorts of stuff. Yeah. She could have been I know like, what I've been you, told. You That's it. have to like heat the condom first. Did she say like, it was yeah. enjoyable? Because then uh, you've already lost her. You know, I she's kind of wishy-washy yeah, on it. Yeah, she sort of, you know. It can be good sometimes. Yeah, she. I believe her consensus was it's better with women, but that could just be me making that up in my head and just believing it because that's all I've ever been told by women who have sex with both men and, and women is that it's generally a little more like um, intimate and more uh, you, I mean, you just, you come every time with women, I think is the general, like, mm. I don't know. There's no delicate way to say that, but that's again, that's what I've been told and I don't know. And I've only talked to a few people about it. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely have friends who have great sex with, yeah. with men, um, but it's... I'm sure there's guys like, that are good at it out there. There's a challenge for someone who... So this was a, a guest who enjoyed having like romantic relationships with women. Right. But in between, you know, sometimes people want a palate cleanser yeah. and um, they want to have sex with men. But, you know, with with casual sex it can be hard to find somebody that you're compatible with Mm -hmm. so i can relate yeah 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 part of it was like you know finding maybe a friend that you could have friends with benefits and she also goes for more kind of queerish men and Mm -hmm. androgynous men Mm -hmm. um but anyway in calling ourselves gold star lesbians one of our uh listeners saw the post Mm -hmm. and wrote um thoughtful message about how problematic it is to call ourselves gold star lesbians. And I, I responded back and and tried to be thoughtful about it. And then she responded again. And then I uh, did not engage any further, but I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because I, I have mixed feelings because I'm like on one hand, I do want to be sensitive to things in this world where like gender and sexuality are always Mm -hmm. evolving. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're not using it in a way where we're trying to diminish other people's experiences. And on our podcast, we have a lot of uh, women with all kinds of experiences and never make it out. Like, you know, we 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 joke around, but we we, have women on our podcast who are married to men. Like we don't like, we're not, we're not like, we're not trying to exclude anyone. We're I, I, don't think I just don't read that much into it, you know. Like I'm just like gold star lesbian to me yeah. just means a woman, a lesbian who has never had sex with a man. Like that's, I just that that's what I was like. Just what it is, right? Yeah. Is that I mean, I said, it's an easy way to sum it up. But yeah. she was saying that it's very transgressive and biphobic, and then also, um, you know, we we need to like check our privilege that we were able to come out early enough to be a gold star lesbian and. It's like, look, when we say we're gold star lesbians, it's like not because we think that that makes us better. It's because we know it makes us better. <laughs> right? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, but no, like, anybody who knows, I mean, like, Sa- I mean, Sarah- I probably would have had sex with uh, a man when I was younger had literally any man been attracted to me. But <laughs> right? I'm telling you, it was Same not here. a matter of <laughs> oh. me. Like, I mean, it was kind of a matter of me, you know, not giving off any vibes of attraction to men because I was not attracted to them, but I didn't really yeah. know that yet. I mean, I went through a period of time. I didn't come out till I was like 22, 21, 22, 23. Yeah. And before that, I definitely would have, I was curious about it. Like yeah. and I would have, but I simply did not attract any, like no man ever looked at me in a way that was like, yeah, let's fuck. Like it was yeah. like, I just was very, I mean, I'm six feet tall and I'm, you know, 
I'm like built the way I am. I'm kind of broad shouldered. I physically intimidate men. Like not a lot of men are, are taller or like bigger than me. At least ones that I grew up around was around in college. And I just like, wasn't, I don't think I fit their feminine ideals and they, and then I just didn't really reciprocate any kind of attention in return. It was just sort of this, sure. un, uh, it was sort of an understanding between men and I that it just wasn't going to happen. So yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was more coincidence, I guess, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we're deserving of a of a pat on the back or anything. No, I mean, no. The, the reward is uh, not having had bad sex. Yeah, right. I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's like <laughs> sticky because obviously, like as an identifier, like that's something you you're proud of, and that's like I guess technically exclude. But you're right, like that you didn't mean it. That you were better than yeah, no, it was just I, I like never... I've always thought it was like a fun, just a fun term to use. Exactly. It's not like a, I so, don't. It's not on my driver's license. But just the nature of that term means being exclusive to something, and I guess that's yeah, a, yeah. I, I would never sticky. want to uh, make somebody feel bad about their sexual histories or, or their experiences mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Of course, and I think we've made that pretty clear. I would mm-hmm. hope on the podcast and. A weird thing, though, that it just felt like people feel like they can kind of police lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I know, like, lesbians, and we've talked about, like, TERFs on the show and totally Mm. understand Mm -hmm. why lesbians have a a bad rap and that sucks because that's, like, a whole other uh, extreme of things. Mm -hmm. And um, we're definitely, like, not not here for that and not here for that kind of... Um, just hateful and and bigoted yeah. talk. Also, though, if I want to call myself a gold star lesbian, like you're not. I I just it's feel fine. like like lesbians are kind of like these easy targets for people trying to police them yeah. for things like within their culture that I don't necessarily see being done within other parts of the community. And I'm like, as long as we're not being harmful with it why can't we use this term that like within lesbians we've accepted to mean something and kind of be shorthand and until there's mm-hmm. a new term for it um yeah. but i would love or to until hear it doesn't matter until yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter yeah. yeah which i think is it's cool that we're getting to that point i mean we're not there but it's like yeah, yeah. progress has been made which is great yeah i feel like in the past i think and at early points maybe in um and lesbians like first coming into their sexuality that there there are definitely real things like being uh, afraid of dating a bisexual woman yeah, or those kind of things. Yeah, is so real. Yes. Oh, absolutely. All of that is like very real and very valid. And I hope or I get this sense that I think that we're making progress there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, in that like... I know when I when I first came out as a lesbian, like I definitely had some issues with biphobia. From, Me too. From dating girls yeah. who like went to guys afterwards, and I'm like, no. It's blah, more blah, of that defense mechanism. I think that fear of heartbreak, and a yeah. lot of that's like to me, that's like comes with age too. It's like when you're yeah, 21, yeah, yeah. everything is the end of the world. Like <laughs> every single thing yes. is like every every girl I ever kissed was just like, oh my god. Like I just was so. Like I would get obsessed so easily at that age. Like when you're just like a baby lesbian coming out of your shell, it's just yeah. it become it's a hard phase to be in, really. But like my wife used to be married to a man. Yeah, my girlfriend has only been with men exclusively until me. So yeah. I'm, I'm not like I don't. It's more like once you get confident in your own sexuality, you realize yeah. that all that other stuff was just like your own insecurities and yeah. your sexuality, and yeah. it actually never had to do with the other person's 
sexuality or their behaviors or anything. So it's like a, a growing thing. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we do have a tendency to like project our own insecurities onto other people within our community. And I don't like to, to well, perpetuate it in the media. Yes. Yes. That's Especially on. Yeah. Love triangles. So drama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much cry. Like, <laughs> always. Much it's cry. Terrible. Some death. It's such a device. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, well, and also, I to me, the term gold star, it, I do not want to come off as biphobic because I'm absolutely not. I think that I think that everyone is somewhere in like a gray area, and I think that's amazing. And I have I, and one I bisexual want, friend. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I want to see, <laughs> and I want to see more people comfortable with that, including men, specifically men, actually becoming more comfortable with that. But uh, yes, please. Um, yeah, that would be great for everybody. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for us, like, I feel like the term gold star is this way of it's like this one thing that we can say within our community that's like, oh, ha, cool, you know, because yeah. the fact that we've never had sex with men to to like mainstream heteronormative culture makes us people look at like if I if I tell a group of of straight heteronormative people I've never had sex with a man, it would like blow their minds. They'd be like, oh god, like really, like you're you're 32 and you've never had sex. You know, like they would think I was a virgin. They would call me a virgin. You know, they, like that's the that's what they would associate with that. So like, it's a within lot our community, shock. it's like you know, it's a thing that we say that's just like that can actually be like a um, not a point of pride, but just like a like a fun fact kind of thing. You know? Yeah, that's I think like, as long as when you use it, it's just like a point of pride, and it's not a point of like putting down anyone else. No, not like, at all. Yeah, it's not a zero sum game here. On it's the like other everyone... side of it, like if you were to tell. If I were to meet someone and they were to be like, "Oh, I'm a gold star lesbian," I like wouldn't give a right. Like it wouldn't, doesn't nobody cares. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. yeah, like don't put it in your Tinder profile. Yeah, like, like it, oh, God, I would never. <laughs> if imagine? I were like single and and dating and on apps and stuff, I would never include that in in like any actual written form. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's something someone could take a look at me and probably guess, but I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We all had we all had long hair at some point, I guess. But yeah, uh, uh, that was one of the fun things about Sarah Kennedy's engagement party was that there were pictures um, of them like from all different stages in their life, and then it was Sarah with long hair, and then it reminded me of the one picture I've seen of you with long hair, and it's my favorite thing to oh, see like God. a lesbian that I've only known with short hair, yeah. and then to see them like at their like Fully homecoming feminine. dance. Oh, oh, that! <laughs> like, oh my God, oh, that was wow. a high school picture, and I had. Long blonde hair, and it was like up in. Remember in like 2003 when like um, it was cool to take your hair and put it back in like those little those little tiny hair clips, like little butterfly clips. Yes, and like straighten it. It was bad. It was very no, like but um, the, okay. Oh. It was very like uh, the era of like um, like Christina Aguilera's like oh, yeah. when she became like a bad girl and like <laughs> it was so that whole era like the early 2000s were po- quite possibly the worst. <laughs> fashion era ever the other thing i remember was the antennas i would call them it was oh like yeah the, the little tendrils of hair oh yeah. no 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 it was no. very it was but, 2003 but like school dance yeah yeah, yeah. Like just two tendrils <laughs> what an awful moment in yeah. in hair <laughs> um but yeah i i mean i've i had do have some photos where i was kind of in at the there's like a definite point where i was like at the apex of my sort of struggle to to maintain femininity or like to project femininity and like heteronormativity and that was it was not good you could just tell that I wasn't really feeling okay in my own skin at that point yeah um but yeah oof 
There's a reason those photos do not see the light of day. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, yeah, I I'll still use. I I don't mind using the term gold star. I just I will though after reading that be a little more careful in how I like fr- like the context in which I say it. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's so. what I told this listener. I was like, you know, I'm probably still going to use it because it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we're not changing. <laughs> no, I. Oh, sometimes I'm like, am I just becoming like a just like bad a bad person? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're but, kind of. It's just like but, it's but like no, a one I, thing. I, I will. I will be thoughtful yeah, because listened. I definitely don't. Yeah, well, I, I listen, I consider, and, and I definitely don't ever want to make um, anyone feel bad. I don't know. I've Like, of the trans friends that I have, I've never had them. But, but then sometimes, you know, when people are uncomfortable with things, a lot of people might not express it. So uh-huh. um, if the person who sent that comment um, is, is listening, like, sincerely, thank you, because... Yeah, thank you for saying that, because I, a lot I, had, of people I were, hadn't considered that, yeah, honestly. Yeah, we, we like to uh, be challenged on this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, because I think it's um, a, an important dialogue to have and something to keep in mind and I don't think it ever hurts to be like more thoughtful um mm-hmm. about the language we use you know I say like we we do a podcast and if we were too bogged down with being like am I saying the right thing um we would never get through an, an episode an, yeah <laughs> an episode. <laughs> our editor would be like this yeah. is the worst job like, I've ever had yeah we are we're trying they to have not said one actual full thought <laughs> They keep stopping themselves and calling each other problematic. Oh, every, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Yeah, keep calling us out. And if you think we're we're assholes for still calling ourselves gold stars, uh, let us know too. But keep listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. Maybe we'll... The ultimate way to call us out is to buy Dyke Out With Us shirts. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're all about the merch, Diane. Okay. Oh no, we're not. Tell them to add the note to, I only bought this because I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah. These are my complaints. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Diane, we are here to talk about Gaysians. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were on a Gaijin panel. I was on a Gaijin panel. Ooh. Was that talking about representation mostly? I was not moderating on the panel. Um, my pal now Maya was moderating on the panel, and we've now started this project called the Gaijin Project. Ooh, which everyone cool. should check out. We're ramping up. We also have T-shirts. Great. Oh, plug, yeah. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> and we're going to be selling them at uh, Pride. Uh, yeah, we just started this project, uh, this platform, I guess, for queer Asians to kind of come together and try to find a community. Mm-hmm. Is it for specifically for create like creative people, like people nah. in okay, just in general, just general Gaijins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the largest Gaijin population that I have ever stumbled upon mm-hmm. was when my ex wife started playing lesbian basketball, intramural oh, okay. basketball in New York. And I did not expect that. Really? Yeah. Half of the women huh. are Gaijins. Yeah, that's cool. I, you know what? I wouldn't really... That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah. I wouldn't have thought so either. Right. I didn't know that <laughs> Well, I've said it now. That's but shocking to me, too. Signed a Gaijin. All these uh, cute little Gaijins that are, like, mm-hmm. really good at basketball. And, Great. And, uh, yeah. I'm horrible at basketball. So um, am I. Oof. 
I'll never know. I got my period the first day of tryouts, and I really think I had. <laughs> and then potential. you had your period every single day. Anyone ever asked you to play basketball in school? No, no. Sorry, I got my period. It, it was like the the first day of tryouts. Yeah. And then I thought I wasn't sure what was going on. And How many I was potential like world class athletes have been thwarted because they got their period on the day of tryouts and quit? Um, <laughs> A lot. Uh, I was going to say probably none. I think I was just being dramatic. And then I was like too embarrassed to go yeah. back to tryouts and So tell whatever. us about, tell us about Gaysians. Like what do you feel, um, obviously representation is an issue in comedy in particular, but the broader like For TV sure. movies at large. Yeah. Is well, that kind of what inspired some of it? I mean. Um. Inspired, like, as far as your project goes, like, is, project. or is it just literally about like community at that point? I mean, I have to say that I am a, uh, I'm sort of a weird example of a Gaysian because I have had some... Diane's actually white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, this Rachel actually Dolezal Scarlett Johansson is in the booth right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh shoot! I can't do her voice at all. I had pneumonia this winter, and it's like really messed up my oh no whole mm. like shebang up here. Anyways, um, I think the inter the intersection of being queer and being Asian. I've never really been able to reconcile. Like I've had my own dealings with like, you know, internal homophobia. I grew mm-hmm. up in Oklahoma. That okay. was rough. Um, I grew up in Nebraska. Yeah. Similar so region. Yeah. It was like, I was, I think I was a little too overwhelmed and could only really focus on one sort of facet of feeling othered at a yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Trying to think about how they intersected for me was just like not on the docket yet. Yeah. And that's, I think more of a recent uh, thing for me to think about mm-hmm. that intersection. Uh, I have a, I used to have, I'm calling myself out. I used to have very problematic thinking about like when I realized that I like wanted to date girls cause they're all squish and stuff. They're nice. <laughs> um, I was like, well, but I can't date like East Asian girls because I, I felt like a, we'd like go out in public and would just be like, fetishized, squared, mm-hmm. cubed, like, to the freaking whatever mm-hmm. power. Yeah. And I was, like, really afraid of that because Asian women are already so fetishized. And then to have two of them yeah. would just yeah. be a field day for people. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that's probably internally internal garbage that I have to still parse through. Well, but, I think that's valid, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's – a, a problem within like it, the way that men tend to like, well, men will look at something and sort of twist it into, yeah. they'll turn anything into a fetish, but yeah. like, but in particular, um, yeah, I mean, I could see how that would be adding like a layer of like queerness on top of, yeah, you know, the fact that you're Asian is like men, generally men, you know, yeah. cannot compute. So, I, <laughs> yeah, especially if you, if you grow up in an area where, um, you know, you're one of a handful of Asian people in your high school. I mean, just knowing mm-hmm. like my experience personally with uh, one of my best friends growing up who was Korean mm-hmm. and it wasn't until after we graduated that I r- realized the full extent of how other she felt just on being Korean. Oh yeah. And I, I was so oblivious to it and I think she would try to explain it to us, but we just couldn't, 
Yeah, under, you can't. We couldn't understand yeah. it. It was like honestly the worst. Yeah. 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 I, I I had no idea. And then looking back and she has like very weird feelings about high school. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? You know, we had all this fun and you did all these things. And it was like, no, I didn't like myself back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like the first guy from high school that really took interest to her was in like a very fetishy yeah. way. Absolutely. Are you from a smaller town? I'm in- from... Yeah. Well, it was a college town. Okay. But. Is it Norman? It is not Norman. Oh, okay. That's the only one I know. <laughs> I don't know the Stillwater. other one. Oh, is that o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not like a, t- I mean, not a tiny town by any means because that's a big school, but, but college towns are very. Yeah, yeah. I will say I was, growing up, I was the, I was like the only Asian girl. There were a couple Asian boys I dated a guy named Shang. Everyone called me Mulan. Normal oh, really? stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids are Although I remember terrible. how it was for my friend when Mulan came out too. It's I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It's well, rough. that was a weird time because a I've still never seen that movie in English. I've only I've seen, seen the movie once in general. Mandarin, Cantonese, and French, but I've never seen it in <laughs> English. Um, but that movie actually. They asked this at the Gaijin panel, like, um, I think it was like Maya's icebreaker was like, name an Asian character in the media that like resonated with you. And I was like, actually, Mulan was kind of very awesomely eye-opening for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Because of the gender bending stuff. Right. Because of the gender queer stuff. It Did you read the Shadowland article? Like Is that was... what you're gonna? The um, Jess Tom just wrote yes, up. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jess has been on the podcast before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had dinner with them like two days ago. Oh yeah, Jess is great. I yeah. I met them doing uh, stand up comedy. Yeah, 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 of course. And uh, they came on the podcast pretty early on to talk a little yeah. bit about gender, and we could only yeah, like, yeah. dip a toe in because yeah. there's so much there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but yeah, yeah they but wrote I, that piece. I agree with a lot of. Uh, what Jess said in that article yeah. about Mulan and how freaking like genderqueer it was in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. Also yeah. like bisexual Shang is totally a thing. Yeah. Yes. And I I did like reiterate some of that during during the panel. I was like she queered her gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and she was also it, it was like actually kind of mind blowing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I re- actually really liked it. Uh yeah, I I, I find it to this day, it's probably the one, like, the hypothetical, like, if I ever become a, a parent of, like, movies, I would actually even expose my child to uh, from, like, the 90s, 2000s Disney. animated yeah. genre would, I would say, exclusively be that one. I wouldn't yeah. do, like, Little Mermaid or any of the other ones, like, because it's so, it's it's her strength and her, like, it was just so cool how she just, like, decided fuck it, this is what I'm doing, you know, and, yeah. like, and sort of bending those norms. Because in every other Disney movie, it's like this elegant, beautiful, yeah. feminine woman becomes even more elegant, beautiful, and feminine or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. I think Little Mermaid is the Little worst Mermaid offender. is literally the worst. Like, yeah. it is, she My voice loses is like, like voice. the roots of that. Yeah. yeah. So it, and, and Mulan was like the antithesis of that film in every single mm-hmm. way. And yeah. I think also the, the fellow soldiers at the end when they like dress up as women. I mean, that one I think for people is a lot, is a lot more like, eh. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. It was much like, as far as movies that came out in that, like, five to ten year period, it is by far the least problematic, which is kind of saying a lot when you consider all those movies. Yeah. Did you know there's a second one? 
There's a Mulan 2? <laughs> yeah. What? Absolutely. I didn't know that. I've seen it three times. Really? <laughs> uh, I will be Netflix queuing that. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix, Searching for actually. it, yeah. I, I think there's also, like, four Emperor's New Grooves. So. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are they doing a live action, Did, though, of Mulan? Disney? Listen. Or what's going on with listen. that? Okay, now. <laughs> okay. All right. I swore I saw something. They put out a casting call for this, like, two flipping years ago. And it was one of those things where they were like, we're looking for fresh new talent. Like, anyone can. <laughs> And submit and like obviously very exciting childhood dream blah mm-hmm. blah blah submitted heard nothing obviously and then <laughs> finally like what was it like a couple months ago they announced that they cast this just this freaking Chinese like celebrity superstar or whatever yeah. it's like you couldn't have just saved us all of us like tiny little probably gay Asian actors like a little bit of heartbreak <laughs> yeah yeah and apparently they've changed the whole storyline I don't want to quote like. Well, didn't they all that I've read because all that stuff changes all the time? Yeah, the, one of the characters is gone. Like it wasn't it. Yeah, there's no Shang. There's a new guy like, though. Yeah, but then apparently also in the very beginning it was a script that was that involved a white dude, and then everyone there was an uproar. I don't know how much of it and is Matt true Damon though. Wasn't you never available. know. I know. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, but I don't know how much of it was true. I don't know how much of what we read is true with that stuff when it, like yeah. before it's. So, anyways, you know. Anyway. Pretty upset about that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that really would have showed everyone from your high school. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck you all. Yeah. I yeah. am Mulan. Just yeah. two middle fingers Eat in the shit. air. I yeah. Okay with that. Uh, so I yeah I was trying to think about Gaijin representation in in media and in terms of women there wasn't mm, I was, not a whole I lot. was coming up uh, yeah. a little dry I mean I can think of uh, a couple or Margaret like, Cho is like, queer right Margaret Cho Margaret Cho's yes, queer. is queer um and then but like in terms of characters and stuff oh yeah 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 um Kalinda is South Asian from The Good Correct. Wife and but then like you know is B.D. Wong's character on Law and Order gay? I find him... I have no idea. I think he's... I, he seems like a little like a little bit gay. Harry Shum Jr. plays a bisexual guy in Shadowhunters. Oh. Oh. I didn't know about that. I feel like I knew... Oh, well, there's Saving Face, which is like the movie that... Saving Face, which I actually haven't seen. This is my whole thing with like being like a weirdly problematic Asian. I haven't seen Saving Face. It's about... Two Chinese women, I think, mm-hmm. yes. going through that whole thing. I know what you're talking about, and yeah. I am. I've I've always been afraid to watch it because I'm afraid that like one of our either, sent it to us and recommended it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm afraid that either it, it it will be like so representative that I'll feel almost like cheated or weirded <laughs> out, or it'll be so not representative of my experience, which yeah. is probably more likely the case that I'll. It, I'll just feel similarly mm-hmm. to when I watch like other queer storylines and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of relate, but I kind of don't, like I never really see, yeah, you know? So that's why I haven't watched that movie. I probably yeah. should. I should probably just buck up and do it. <laughs> I mean, I've never watched But I'm oh. a Cheerleader or Imagine Me and You or like any of the lesbian movies. So yeah, I'm the worst lesbian in general. And I also don't know any Tegan and Sarah songs. So yeah, I, every week I try to like find her gay card and take it away. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I don't know. I, for a lot of queer Asian people, one, they're not seeing them 
selves and their experiences reflected in media. And then also, and again, just from my experiences with, with friends of mine, um, knowing how it is with the pressure from family Mm -hmm. to fit a certain mold to, um, be a certain Mm -hmm. image and and like, like appearances are, are important. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, my Asian friends in comedy, even just like going into comedy was like such a stressor Mm -hmm. for, for their families and for their parents too. It, I mean, anybody who has, um, immigrant, yeah, immigrant parents, um, it's like, they're like, really? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You're, what's, like you're what's really your experience been like as far as your family or like your uh, I joke that I'm like past saving basically <laughs> like uh I'm like I'm non-binary I'm queer I'm poly like mm-hmm. I basically just just checking all the boxes yeah I'm yeah. like what's the biggest tallest middle finger <laughs> yeah I will engage yeah. you know like I oh gosh I don't really, I don't really speak to my uh, like parents very often. Um, I do know that they, they are, I don't know, like they are homophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I actually, I'm not yet. I'm not particularly out to my parents, which mm. is a weird thing at mm-hmm. this age and at this like time and whatever. But I'm just not particularly close to them. Yeah. Plus, I have found family like. Yeah, I'm very, very close with uh, my best friend's family, and they know everything. <laughs> so, like, I don't. I'm not particularly super strung up about it. Yeah, I'm also an Olympic level like compartmentalizing champion. Yeah, so you know, some part of me is probably upset about it. But yeah. <laughs> I'd say I don't go through my like day to day being upset about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I went to. I went to the college my parents wanted me to go to, mm-hmm. and um, I was pre-med for like two and a half years, <laughs> and did like just in the span of like a year to sit a very very dramatic about face. Yeah, and <laughs> was this an undergrad? And they took it so well. Yeah. yeah, and they did not take it well. well. Well, truly, like I didn't tell them, and they didn't really ask. Yeah, so it would just be like I remember I. I went to go study abroad to study at Lambda, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts, which was like a big deal. And But my parents didn't know that I was doing theater at all because <laughs> they'd stopped me from doing it in high school. They tried mm-hmm. to stop me from doing it in high school. And so I remember calling my mom and she was like, are you coming to China this summer? And I was like, oh, no, I'm actually I'm going to go study abroad this summer. And she was like, oh, where? I was like, London. She said, for your major? And I was like, yep. and that's how i got by with that so the day that my parents found out (laughs) but now you can play a doctor on tv was at graduation oh really so i was this i was voted like uh one of four class historians in my class which meant that like for class day when we graduated like the four of us were responsible for putting together these like skits for the whole class which that sounds wonderful yeah (laughs) um and we did it and we each had also like time for like these little tiny speeches or whatever and Shonda Rhimes was speaking as our commencement speaker that year 
Um, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she I went to our school. Old white dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I even skipped out. <laughs> like, she, no thanks. She's an alum, so I got to meet her and have lunch with her twice, and it was, oh. like, so mind-blowingly amazing. Um, and I remember, like, in the middle of my speech, because my parents were there, I was like, I'm just, I was a wimp about it. I was like, I'm going to come out in my speech. And I remember looking at them, and I was, like, on this huge stage, and I was like, you know, freshman year came in, thought I was straight, thought I was a going to be a pediatric <gasps> surgeon, da, 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 da. and then I was like, and now look at me. Like I named, I was like, I'm queer. I could play doctor on TV. Where are you, Shonda Rhimes? Like, Shonda Rhimes, please. Like, Sandra O oh left. It's me now. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And I looked at my parents' faces because of the language barrier, like went completely <gasps> over their heads. Oh, you, but you did. Uh, which is so funny. You said this, though. Like, that was I did your, say this. Oh, okay. Wow. And then it was wow. fine because the next day, I, like, my mom kind of accidentally walked in. On, it's fine. But like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was, so I guess I walked in on you and Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) Exactly. And was like, what's going on? And was like, I'll wait. Um, (laughs) She's like, even, I was like, come on, I appreciate Shonda Rhimes. Everyone does. (laughs) My my best friend, whose name is Olivia, actually, um, we we went to the, we met in in college and we were like OG Grey's fans. Mm -hmm. And we, along with my other friend, Amber, um, we formed a production company and made our show Here We Wait, and we modeled it basically off of like Grey's Anatomy. Like we made it this ensemble cast, and it was like about them working in a restaurant, which you later find out is a front for Purgatory. It's like a sci-fi twist, but it's like about the waitstaff and not necessarily about like the people who come into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So basically, we just we made like Grey's Anatomy, but in a restaurant, also it's Purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's I work in a restaurant. I was going to say pretty Sarah, accurate. Sarah, yeah. Sarah's I like hear that a lot. Mental notes. I hear that a lot. Yeah. I've been I've been I've worked in food service since I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So like rough. I remember yeah. panicking in the Carl's Carl's Junior drive-through, panicking like cuz someone would be like I don't want any vegetables and I'd be like I don't know if pickle is a vegetable and I'm going to get yeah. fired if I put pickles on there. <laughs> I don't know these things. Oh, is a pickle no. a vegetable? Honestly, I don't know. Is it a vegetable? I mean, I cucumbers are like vegetables, so it's a vegetable. Yes. But if yeah. you if you said, if you wanted a burger and you're like, I don't want veggies on my burger, do you also mean you don't want pickles or do you, um, are pickles okay? I would, okay? yeah. As a, as a, as a recovering, uh, extremely picky eater when I was a kid, I insisted on only, like, for example, a cheeseburger would be bread, meat, meat cheese. and cheese, and nothing else. So I did mean, I, oh, I was the worst. I, but so that's what I did mean in that, like, I would, pickles were also on, you know, they were excluded. As yeah. an immigrant Veggies. child, I eat anything yeah. and everything. Yeah. I'm not allowed to not eat anything presented to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have that experience. <laughs> so did you, um, did you come, how long have you been in New York? Did you come here after college or? Yeah, I came here after college. I've been here for, I'm aging myself, uh, a few years. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. We get it, actress. Yeah, bas- that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you find like New York is is a good place to find kind of more queer Asian women? Not that you're like specifically looking, yeah. but to have that community and people. I love New York. I yeah. love it for the industry that I'm in, and I love it for just like who I am as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I stick out like a sore thumb in LA. Yeah, and people are always asking me like, "Why am I in LA?" I'm like, "No, actually, if I had my." If I had my dream, I'd be able to travel between New York and Toronto and work oh, in okay. industries. Oh, in Toronto's Toronto. so Asian. 
I love Toronto. I've been twice. So Asian. That's I right. went in 2013 for the film festival, and then I where I met Tatiana Maslany, by the way, before <gasps> she got like super famous. Tatiana Maslany is just like an orphan black playing all those different characters, but yeah. also playing like such a great queer character. I went to the trans representation in the media panel at Clexicon. Me too. And I re- you know what I really liked about that panel? I really liked how there were four different perspectives, all white, by the way, I do want to point out. Yeah. That that was, <laughs> I was upset. That sounds very panel Well, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. Um, but I, what I really liked about that was they had four panelists and each of the four panelists put together their like lists yes. of trans representation in the media, what they, the ones that they thought were great, the ones that they thought weren't, and they went through them and like they had overlap, they disagreed. I love mm-hmm. that part of it. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a nice foundational point for everyone to be able to just like immediately know what you're talking about. Yeah. And one of, uh, oh God, I feel so bad. I forget his name, but uh, he pu- he put Tony from Orphan Black, R.I.P. Tony. Bad, oh. By the way, he was like, I don't, yeah. I did not like it. I remember that. And I um, asked him a question about it afterwards. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, I asked the first question. I was like, I want to yes. go back to talking about Orphan Black. I want to talk about Tony because that is so that is such a sticky one for me because like a you are asking a cis woman to play a trans guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that they were gonna run into that issue sooner or later yeah and then what the panelists big sticking point was that he kept coming back to he was like i would never do a shot of tea in front of a stranger yeah like that was just so unrealistic to me yeah and i uh because that happens in the show that happens yes. in the episode tony like does a shot on the couch on the couch Felix. Yeah. yeah and i like i know like youtube vloggers like personalities like i know people who choose to do their t-shots in front of strangers or like for whatever Mm -hmm. audiences or whatever yeah and i didn't bring that up at the time mostly because like why would i like he was talking about his experience but i did think that that was such a sticky one because like a were they gonna bring in a consult like a writer's room were they Mm -hmm. gonna bring someone into the writer's room to have that perspective like that perspective of a trans guy is so much in a show that's already so complicated about genetics and mm-hmm. hereditary yeah. and all that stuff, I was just like, that's a – I don't even – I don't know if I would have wanted to see more of Tony. Like, I, of course I would have. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yeah, Tony, Tony was a weird one, and I was like, why are they doing this this way? Mm-hmm. Because it felt – Devicey. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel, it didn't feel natural. And then we never saw Tony again. And then it was like, okay, what was that that just happened? They were trying to be inclusive, but it feels like they did it the wrong way. And you want to give people credit for trying to be inclusive, yeah. but also like, yeah, it had to be Tatiana Maslany playing it because she plays every exact clone of herself. Yeah. So That's you, why I think it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and she, she, does such a great job with with so many of them but yeah mm-hmm. you know that was probably a, a challenging mm-hmm. one for her um bisexual sarah manning 2018 <laughs> just want to throw that in there i was so thrilled about that when they did that <laughs> yeah uh oh my god i love tatiana Maslany. yeah <laughs> truly she just got a haircut today oh my god cut that you out like- <laughs> oh my god that's so crazy wait She's got a oh my today. god this is um, Diane Chen and Tatiana was like, yeah. today, she knows it. Goodbye. 
<laughs> is she in your swim class? I think yeah. Yeah. In an office. Is she a little shirt. baby learning to swim? Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, I love yeah. that. When I ran into her in Toronto in 2013, I had just seen a celebrity packed reading. Um, by Jason Reitman of Boogie Nights that they did like a live reading. Oh, yeah. Cool. And afterwards, everyone rushed out to the stage door to try to meet all these freaking celebrities. And yeah. behind me, she comes up in these like weird ass fucking pants. Like, because Orphan Black had just, I think, started airing their first season. Like, no one was watching this show yet. Yeah. I was because mm-hmm. every episode of that is a masterclass in acting. But <laughs> right? like, I recognized it and I was like, I think that's Tatiana Mazzani. And she ran into a friend like right in front of me. And he was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And she was like, well, you know, the festival, like, I wanted to be around to see the famous people. How ironic is that? What? Uh, that, like, now it's crazy. In, we're talking about stalking time. her at yeah. second stage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, at the second stage stage door. <laughs> these are my, my summer plans. That's great. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stalking Tatiana Maslany in New York um, until... You reminded me of, of, a, of a point that I think is is interesting in terms of like uh, television and movies and like we talk about representation on the screen, Mm -hmm. but as far as representation in writers rooms, that's like, Mm. yeah, that's gotta be, it's gotta start there. Yeah. I've always said that. Cause you can tell like, even just as a a white lesbian woman, I can tell when a part, when a character's dialogue for a lesbian, like, cause they put us all in that Mm -hmm, general mm -hmm, umbrella mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is written by, uh, definitely I can tell when it's written by a straight man. Yeah. And, Hashtag it's, Jenny's wedding. I mean, oh, oh man, it's so glaring. It's just like it's yeah. infuriating because that truly is where it starts. With content. I agree. I've always yeah. said that the representation needs to start in the writers' rooms mm-hmm. in order for the representation to be even close to accurate. I guess has to start with the producers hiring right the yeah. right writers in the writers' rooms. But like with the success of like Vita, yay season two, congrats, mm-hmm. and um, other shows like I it. I I believe it does have to start in the writer's room. Hashtag fuck Matt Damon. Yeah, no Hashtag kidding. Truly. Like in every, yeah, no way. Ugh. Um, yeah, it's just like that That to me is is the most, it's so obvious when it's not, when it's a room full of white, cisgender, straight people. And um, I'm, I'm not even, I'm at the point where I'm so frustrated with television and movies where I won't, I will not even watch a show unless I, first of all, I always look up who the writers are. I Google them. I figure out like, is this even a show worth watching? And if it's a room full of white guys writing, writing, writing dialogue and writing content, writing stories. And then I just, I can't do it anymore. Like it's just not something I have the bandwidth for. Mm -hmm. Um, One show that I do want to start watching. Have you guys watched Pose yet? Is it good? I've I've heard. I don't know. What I do you think? I've I'm heard a little bit of praise, but not face because I haven't gotten around to it yet. Because I'm behind on what I've been so busy lately. But like my partner and I, here's the the double edged sword <laughs> of like having a partner and promising to watch things with your partner is that you don't get through it as fast as yeah, when you're like sad binging at 2 a.m. Yeah. by yourself. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife and I agree on certain things that like we watch together like Handmaid's Tale and then other things that are like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna watch this whenever that's I That's what I'm time. saying oh, is like, like that's why I'm so behind. It's such I, a yeah. fight. I blame when... it all on my very very happy relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the worst. I feel like sometimes part... we talk instead of watching TV. <laughs> sometimes we have Ugh. sex. All this it's horrendous the whole time I'm like why aren't we watching Pose <laughs> 
for, exactly. For every one show that, that you promise to watch together, you should get one that you say, we watch it whenever we can. Yeah. We also have, have very like different a, tastes. My, time show. Yeah. My girlfriend and I have just, differing tastes. Yeah. So yeah. That's, we're watching Killing Eve right now, though. Which is oh, really is it That's good? what I want to get into. Oh, I mean, you have to. Talk about... I mean, Asian representation in the yeah. media. Yes, yes, but how how are you watching it? What is it? I know it's, it's, it's streaming BBC, for right? free. Or is it all on? Right is like a whole season available? Can I? Binge I think it? so. Oh. I, well, I think yes. the first season is only eight episodes. Someone Snopes yeah. me on that. It's not as dramatic as Snopes. Someone fact check. <laughs> IMDB check me on that. I think it's There's eight episodes. There's this chain email going around about what season <laughs> Killing Eve is on. Somebody get the easily well, researched well, back cool about on it. That. I want to point out what was cool about Killing Eve was that it was renewed for season two before season one even aired. Yes. Oh, okay, great. I do want to point that out. Wow. Like, and also I want to point out this story that makes me want to freaking cry. That Sandra O oh talks about. There was this great article. I don't remember where. I think it was maybe THR. And she talks about how Hollywood even brainwashed her. Like, even with mm-hmm. so many years of her working in Hollywood, um, she was even brainwashed that, like, her agent sends her the Killing Eve script. She reads through the whole thing. She's like, I love it, but I'm very confused. Who who would I be playing? And the agent was like, the lead. The lead. Yeah. And she's like, but What? Like, yeah. she had already shut herself off from that possibility. Yeah. And I relate with that. I relate to that, like... I always say, like, I'm not interested in playing the lead. Like, I think the side characters are always more um, interesting. I also think it's a very queer narrative to always relate to the villain of any story. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. the othered narrative. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've always felt strongly that way. But part of me does wonder, like, why don't I ever see myself in a lead yeah. role? It's because it doesn't happen. So well, I really go- like that story. Going back to my friend in high school, I remember senior year we were doing Grease the musical, and I was not happy about that because I'm like, really? Of all the musicals? <laughs> oh, every high school. Yeah. But my friend was, she had such a beautiful voice, and she has like this innocence about her. And I'm like, Becky, you need to go for Sandy. And yeah. they're like, oh, no, no, no. They picked this because they want Andrea, this white girl, right. to be Sandy. And that's why they picked this musical. I was like, you challenge that because I think you're a better Sandy than her. And she's like, no effing way yeah. am mm-hmm. I going to get Sandy. They're never going to cast a Korean girl. And then again, in my like naive white girl mind, because I didn't understand the biases. Right. that I really didn't understand it at that time. And I was like, I don't get it. I think you're better for the part. Go for it. And she yeah. went for it, and she didn't get it. And then they, you know, yeah. they casted her as someone else who got like one song as like one of the the friends. Mm-hmm. The, the only role I got in high school was a seventy year old Japanese lady, which already problematic because yeah. I put on an accent. Also, I'm not Were you Japanese. Bloody Mary? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay, I'm certain no one's ever heard of this play, and let's <laughs> not even. And then also one day. All of the all of the actors except me were early, so they were all hanging out. The director walks in, and so it seems like I'm late. I want to point out that I wasn't late. Right. It just seemed like I was late because everyone else was early. And she literally frustratedly, like, that's the point of this story. I feel like I was not tardy that day. Yeah. No, I haven't finished the story. So the <laughs> so the director <laughs> So the director walks in and she gets very frustrated and she throws her hands up and literally word for word is like, where is the little oriental girl? <gasps> and my castmates were like, what? did she just say that? Like, even like that The word level, oriental, really? She literally used the word oriental. Wow. And so I got to rehearsal later and my castmates were like, she's just she, she, like, la, 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 you know, like, can't believe. And I didn't do a single goddamn thing about it. 
obvious. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would like to point out I was not late. Everyone yeah. else was yeah. early. That's the point of the story. <laughs> that director's listening and she's going to go, wow. All these years, she I was, thought she was late that one she day. She was on time. She was yeah. on time. And our job here is done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. that's a, and, and You said that was high school? or yeah. That was high school. You know, wow. my friend did get, get cast as um, over me mm-hmm. as Becky and Little Women. And I really okay. wanted was the it role. really just because her name was Becky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't Becky the sick one? I don't know. I've never seen Little Women. No. Is it? My, friend's, you, my friend's, friend's Becky. Yeah. yeah. And then isn't, what's the name of the young one in Little know. Woman? Oh, no, no. Beth. Beth. Still. Oh. A B. I don't <gasps> a know. A B. That's why I got E. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 So my friend, my friend Becky gets cast as Beth in, in Little Women. Yeah. Uh, over me and I was like a little sad about it but then I was like also like this is cool that they yeah. don't care that, mm-hmm. they're, that she, Beth right. is like the one Asian daughter yeah. and everyone else in this <laughs> is white but then and then there were things like um, for Peter Pan she thought like the only role that she had a shot at was Tiger Lily oh wow and oh she, let's and, not even get oh. and she didn't yeah. get that. Oh. <laughs> that is oh what you're not a fan of uh, blonde Tiger Lily in the Mary <laughs> oh, Martin no. version of Peter Pan <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, <laughs> note of horrible casting, uh, we do need to, to wind it down. We have a listener question that mm. we're going to end this episode on. Um, so I'm going to read this. I started going on a few dates with this amazingly gorgeous girl. And when we go out, she's very affectionate and compliments me and we kiss a lot. Uh, but during the week and the time I don't see her, she barely responds to my messages. And I feel like I'm initiating all the dates and messages, but I don't want to come on too strong or lose her altogether. I've invited her to my place a few times and I'd really like for us to be more close and intimate, but she's either too busy or something. Hmm. Has she gone over when you've asked? Well, we don't know. I mean, it it sounds like she's not coming over to her place. So Mm. that's a tough one. That's it's so hard. The initial, like the initial dating phase with someone is so, weird and so like rocky because you you're like you're never for me I was always like wow I am I have all this confidence until I meet someone I like and I'm like everything I do is bad terrible she hates me like I don't even yeah. I have zero confidence when I'm like for like oh, yeah. I misinterpret every you know text or every in most cases not text yeah <laughs> you know and and ah I don't know that seems like maybe she might not be in I don't relate to that you know? <laughs> no, I don't. I've always gotten everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> it's because you're always on That's time and one. ladies it's like that. I mean, if the dates are going well, but there's, as far as like the texting or like, you know, the communication and feeling it like you're the one initiating all the time, then that's probably not great. You should probably want some equal balance in yeah, that. Yeah, maybe back it off. Yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly, yeah. I agree with that, but also, and this is just me being weirdly aggressive in these situations, I would call it out and say, hey, when we're together, <laughs> it seems like things are cool, but then... You're like, let me read you this email that I sent a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, what are you, I, a Scorpio? <laughs> I'm not. I, I do like to have like very honest conversations yeah. in, in theory, actually. I don't know if 
But oh man, I I, I, I think it's ugh. good to to just kind of lay it out and be like, what's the deal? Or else you're just gonna like I know I've tortured myself wondering, trying yeah. to guess at what's going on in someone else's mind, and it might be as simple as like, oh. I don't want to be exclusive, so I'm like trying yeah. to space yeah. out our hangouts, and that's fine. Like, but that's a conversation. Or they're just you busy. Have. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's, or they're yeah, busy. Or, or you need a little more busy. context in this in this case, but or they're seeing in someone. general. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. Or they have a like a partner. Like, I a was gonna say, don't you know? assume monogamy though. Yeah, yeah so don't true. do that. Yeah. Um, I would say I think at some point it's okay to sort of ask for like a. Like a, st- like a status update, yeah. you know, like, yeah. what is this? Sure. Because uh, one of you are wasting your time. Yeah. Or both. Communication yeah. is sexy. Yeah. Do it. It is. It is sexy. It's great. A uh, a related question that this listener may be asking for a friend and not herself, but um, somebody wants <laughs> to know. Are you the listener? Huh? No. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was submitting these questions? Yeah. We had? No, I am. <laughs> I am married and I am doing it, which leads <laughs> to this question. Uh, Let's hear it. I've done the deed before, but I'm oh here. God. I'm married and I'm doing, doing it. it. Any questions? <laughs> I have so many questions. I've never been married, so I have a lot of questions. I've been married twice, as All our right. listeners know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, Somebody wants to know what lesbians think about um, maybe dating somebody who's a virgin, who hmm. maybe like, and we're not talking about like teenagers, like yeah. maybe older in your twenties or something, and you're, you know, like a woman who's never, who's yeah. never, yeah, I think it's fine. That wouldn't Go bother me it. at all. Fuck, no. I truly hate the idea of virginity. <laughs> oh, like yeah, it's, as a yeah. thing that you have to, Dumb. yeah, it's a very, oh. it's a silly, uh, it's a, it's a, it's. Completely unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves and each other, and it's like it absolutely is. It's also cares? like exclusive of people who don't want to have sex. Yeah, yeah, there are asexual people out there. Absolutely. People. Like, ugh. oh, I forget. I think it was for Refinery Twenty Nine. I was like featured in a piece about like losing your virginity, but I'm like, as a lesbian, like I don't. You don't think who about defines it that what way. That is. Yeah. yeah, you don't think about it that way because you're always talk to Virginia about just like P and the V. Yeah, right. exactly. that's like. Generally, what it's just considered, so, like yeah. Mainstream. So then, is it like when you get fingered? Is it when you have oral sex? Is it is like it when you just have an orgasm with when another is, person? Yeah, like, or or That's, yeah, or don't. I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, like exactly. like there's some no, people don't. There's no line in the sand of what that is. So, but I would I would never um, hold that. I mean, I'm I'm in a relationship, but like mm-hmm. um, thinking back to times when I was single, like I don't know. I think it'd be something I think it's cool. I really do. Almost to like feeling that somebody trusted me with, with that. And I would um, say you're going to have to be very communicative when yeah, you are being yeah. physically intimate and like, exactly. and yeah. you know, on t- you know, obviously the, the like consent applies for everybody, but just, you know, you're going to have to go slowly and everything's going to have to be very. I agree. It's just yeah. vu- sex is vulnerability. And yeah. then I guess your first time having whatever you think is sex is just going to be extra vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't get hung up on the term and don't no. think that it yeah. and don't it make means anything. That Especially feel like it's some obstacle or deal, some yeah. yeah, yeah, like something that you're obligated to like deal with about them because it's not a bad thing at all, regardless of your age. I don't yeah. I mean if you guys are twenty or if you're forty, it's fine. Who cares? Like, it's fine. It's just that's what it is. It's vulnerability. So. No, that's fine. Oh, oh, you were like snapping in agreement. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. just stared straight at. I was like, oh, no, I, I, I didn't peeking. know if you were like, I have something to say. Um, 
Okay. Transition to ending. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Diane. Yeah. Where can people follow you, find out about you, come see you perform, oh, see you on YouTube? Boy. What's the best resource for that? Um, f- my Well, I'll do all my social media handles. So yes. my Instagram handle is dianechen51, D-I-A-N-E-C-H-E-N 51. After the year you were born. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1851, thank you. And um, my- Diane's a witch, if that hasn't been clear. <laughs> thank you. She's an Asian witch. A white Asian witch, yeah. Um, my Twitter handle is inspiration51. Uh, I okay. see what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. Most people do. Some people don't. Uh, And uh, I'm in lots of things right now. I'm in uh, a musical parody called Exposed Bone for short. Uh, Pride Weekend at the Pit Loft. I'm going to be in two shows in July. One's called Something for the Fish and the other one's called Delicacy of a Puffin Heart. Nice. Uh, I also am online at Here We Wait. Basically follow me. I do too much. That's Um, great. Do if it. you ever want to collab or what? I'm generally very, very open to any sort of collaboration or contact or what. I'm desperate, basically. <laughs> so, um, are you listening, Disney? Uh, yeah. Hey, Disney. Oh, Shonda Rhimes. Hey, Shonda. Turn up the volume. Hey, Disney. Hey, yeah. anyone. Tatiana. Tatiana. Maslani. Um, Italian. Uh, yeah. So find me. Find me there. Reach out to me there. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm friendly. I don't bite unless you ask me to. <laughs> Which would be fine. Which would I would love to. <laughs> we are here for consensual biting. Uh, thank you so much. And if you want to follow us, if you haven't already, follow us at Diking Out on all the social medias and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. We love to see your reviews and those ratings really help us uh, bump up in the in the results and uh, we would love to be charting and if you have a topic you want us to explore send us an email dykingout at gmail.com and if you want a Diking Out pin or uh, pride tattoos or you just want to support us or get exclusive content we have Diking Off Topic episodes you can go to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Diking Out and we appreciate that support so much Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for all of our listeners you guys are so wonderful we love hearing from you thanks for Diking Out with us this week and we hope you Dike Out with us again next week all right Mm -hmm. bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.